0: And welcome to the Cheap Jump Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Sidney, and getting shots up with me in the gym is Chad Cohen. Chad, what's going on, bud? First day of free agency, what's going on?
1: A whole lot of shit. <laughs> I can't even keep up. Um, I mean, KD requesting a trade. I feel like, I, I guess I... I don't know. I, I don't know if I see that coming or not. But.
0: I don't. Hold on. I don't want to. Don't, let's let's save that and like a, let's 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 get back to that. Revisit that in a little bit. I don't want to talk can about I, that off the bat.
1: Yeah. Let's. Where where can we start? There's so much. Could we, like, should we? Can we? Can we, can we recap? the see season. Put it in like one word. Tie a little bow on it. How do you feel?
0: The C season. Yeah. Hmm. Promising. I think that's the word I would use. I think I'd use promising. I think that they showed a lot of grit and a lot of determination during the season, especially after that whole, you know, January, you know, 20 and 23 or something like that and going on an absolute run, you know, to get to the finals, to go to game six against the Warriors team, I would say promising. My this is my one word kind of recap? What about yourself?
1: How do I put this in one word? Uh, I'll use this word, successful, because I, it was a success.
0: Yeah, but- yeah I agree.
1: I I think that like to me it's like definitions of success change as the season goes on obviously, and like where they ended up versus where they were midway through the season obviously that's a huge success this is a huge step just getting out of the Eastern Conference Finals yep Uh, but there there was parts I I think that like we could have won the NBA – at any point once you get to the finals these were two evenly matched teams the C's could have won it was disappointing. Um, but I do, like, end the season. Like, I looked at that series, and in the end, the Warriors were the better team.
0: Yeah. I mean, another uh, – also, like, another word I would sum it up, I guess two words, utter disappointment. <laughs> 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 being two being two games away for from Banner 18, that would have been super cool. So, I think that just kind of sucks ass,
1: just I blame us. the whole. I blame us. I mean, I would blame us, too. know. We I blame us. 2-1 series – did they win a game? Once we went to the game, fucking clowns. These two yeah. guys are gonna change the mojo, and yeah,
0: these two, these two losers.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I was literally just at the gym, and I saw the um, odds for next season. Oh, n-
0: nice plug. Okay,
1: yeah, <laughs> getting huge. For, uh,
0: for those who can't see Chad on on Zoom right now, he's looking absolutely buff. So a...
1: shirtless, six pack abs, six huge. feet. Yeah, six feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but I was they were like popped up with the odds for next season and yeah. they had the C's as like the third overall favorites I think it was like Clippers were number one at plus I think it was both Clippers and Warriors at like plus five or 550 each and then Celtics at plus 600 and then Bucks at 650 what do you think about that
0: I think it makes sense I mean I don't really see why not You know, I mean, I I actually, I really like the Clippers. I really do. I like Kawhi coming back. I like Paul George being healthy. John Wall? (laughs) I love John Wall being their point guard. I would have loved John Wall to have been the point guard, the reserve point guard for the Boston Celtics.
1: He hasn't played for two Two seasons.
0: I mean last year was not because of injury. Last year was solely because the Houston Rockets didn't want to
1: play him. Yeah, so. but what is he gonna be? I mean, maybe, maybe he turns into an Al Borford. I'll give you that.
0: Okay, I, oh, oh I don't know. Maybe he turns into a better play basketball player than Peyton Pritchard. I don't know. May, uh,
1: don't, don't I like Peyton Pritchard. I yeah, think he has is, a great yeah, role on
0: our team. Short guys stick together.
1: Okay. <laughs> he's he's a good shooter. We I That's like fine. him as a role player on our team. I think he has That's a fine. position like you know he does. Argue any big trades he has he, a he
0: has a great position he is in position to leave the team for someone better
1: fuck you we're gonna fuck have you. to get into, like this whole like celtics like <laughs> off-season plan we'll get into that another time but sure disagree plenty on that
0: but no i i think the odds make sense i'm super curious to see the warriors next season i mean james wiseman johnny You know, I mean, I I can absolutely see them back in the fold. I definitely see the Clippers back in the fold. You know, after a a loss season, essentially, and the Milwaukee Bucks. We don't have a we don't we don't have an itinerary for this uh, episode, right? So I think we can just kind of like bounce around wherever.
1: I I do want to hear your thoughts on the draft because I don't give I don't even have a clue.
0: Yeah. Okay. I can I can give my thoughts, but just and then the Bucks they just you know they re signed Bobby Portis today. And then they also just inked Joe Ingles, which I think is a good move for them. They need outside shooting, you know, a wing. He can also like low-key carry the ball. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that, you know, for them. It makes it a little bit difficult for the Celtics, I think, to go through the gauntlet um, again. But I think top four, that makes sense to me. What about you? Where did, yeah. you do you see any, anything guess, to
1: surprise I'm, you? I'm being nitpicky. I think that, like, I think that the Bucs should still be the favorites in the East. I think that like, when are we making these odds? Cause I think that like, if, if you had, if you had to give me two teams and obviously we're going to come back to this, maybe like to finish up, but like if you gave me two teams that I would put odds on right now that weren't in that top four Phoenix, if this is a betting game, Phoenix and Miami, because if they're potentially one of them is getting KD and they're not listed as a favorite right now, then like, that's, that's like awesome odds. But I'm going to just like, take that out of the equation. Like, I think that the bucks should be the favorites in the East, like clear favorites. And then I I just, like, I just don't think that, like, I know these are odds and they're trying to predict the future and whatever, like, but how do you put the Clippers that high? They haven't shown anything. And even when they had Kawhi and Paul George, not this last year, obviously, but, like, the year before that, they still, what, were, like, a second-round exit or something?
0: No, they went to the first Western Conference Finals in team history.
1: And then lost to (laughs) who? It's, like, just, like. I don't know. I, I, I obviously Kawhi has had success in that like Raptors run, but
0: they made the eight, they made the eighth seed last year without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and Eva Kazubek missed half the season. I,
1: but that's what we said with them before they got those two. They were like that, like sneaky team that snuck in as an eighth seed and like overperformed and then Kawhi and Paul George went there. And yeah, they made the Western Conference finals, but I don't know. I, it's like the Nets. It's like the Nets to me like we said the nets all year we're going to be this like powerhouse and they've literally crumbled in front of our eyes
0: i uh, yeah.
1: i guess i can't disagree with you saying that like obviously they have top end talent and look really good on paper and and i guess so i'm disagreeing i guess i'm playing we're, we're playing wrong i'm playing the wrong game i gave you odds you're probably correct i'm probably wrong because i'm like for odds it's a different thing but like I just don't think the Clippers are, like, the best team in the league.
0: Agreed. I mean, I don't necessarily think that they're the best team in the league either.
1: Like, you have, you have to put Phoenix above them, I think. I would put the Mavs above them right now.
0: I, mm, I don't know.
1: Dude, your boy Jalen Brunson going to the Knicks.
0: Dude, I love when Villanova dudes get paid. And that is exactly what happened. I'm super <laughs> he, excited about it.
1: it. It's his fucking
0: team. <laughs> I
1: know. I have to so I was looking at like the free agency tracker. Yeah. I'm gonna throw out some uh, I'm gonna throw out a contract extension. I want you to guess who this is. Okay. This is gonna be this is gonna be an awful game. Four years, hundred million. This is an extension, restricted free agent. So Anthony gonna, Simons. Fuck you. Yes. <clears throat> okay. hundred million. Where was this other? Oh, five years, 87 and a half million. Lou Dort. You motherfucker okay <laughs> the Lou Dort contract <laughs> is outrageous
0: yeah yeah especially for short wings uh,
1: I really love Lou Dort too love Lou Dort yeah he's
0: short yeah I mean, we've established we've established that you like short people because you are yourself short short
1: six six foot down
0: yeah on a good day on a bad yeah. day you're five three
1: that's true it <laughs> happens
0: <laughs> I guess just real just real quick, I guess thoughts thoughts on the draft.
1: Yeah, give it to me. For
0: me. So, this draft I think is going to be a very good draft. I think that there's a lot of talent in this draft. My value pick is going to be Benedict Mathurin. Okay. Mathurin, however you pronounce it, out of Arizona. The kid's bear down, baby. Bear down. Dude, the kid <laughs> Bear down. The kid is a dog yeah. and I like his attitude. I think that he's going to be a stud in this league. A lot of people, I think just to point out the whole Jade and Keegan Murray sort of situation that people thought that Jade Ivy should have gone fourth overall to the Kings one. He didn't want to go to the Kings. And so honestly, I thought that the, for once in the Sacramento Kings franchise history, I think they actually made the right decision watching Keegan Murray at Iowa, the kid's a stud, you know, going from his freshman year to his sophomore year, it's, you know, his development was amazing. He's a six, eight forward. He can play the three. He can also play the four. He's not the best defender in the world, but he's not an absolute scrub. He's not a cone, you know, as, as Pat Bev would say, but the kid can light up the score sheet. And like, I think a lot of people, especially like draft analysts and, and people in executive rooms and stuff, not that I've ever been a part of either I think they just put so much on athleticism coming out of the draft. Yeah. Athleticism is great. If you can do something with it. And I'm not saying that Jaden, Nav- Jade- I think Jaden, I going to be great, but just to say that they picked the wrong player because Jaden Ivy is more explosive and he might have a higher ceiling. Whereas Keegan Murray's pegged as the more NBA ready player. I, I don't, there's this no really argument for me. Is,
1: this is what pisses me off. And like, again, I don't know these players enough from college, to like talk a ton about them, their talent, their projection and all that. But like, if you just look at like need, because I think we've forgotten about fit and the Kings are also just a dumbass franchise. If we like take a step back, they just traded away Reese to the Pacers. Like, why would they take Jaden Ivey, another guard, if they're already, like, shipping out super talented, proven-ish guys, second, third-year guy, and they're trading them away? It makes no sense for them to take a guard. Like, I think, like, so to me, they drafted a guy who fills a need, is clearly a good player, and, like, is NBA-ready. And I don't know, like, yeah, do you want to try and get, like, the stud at number four, your top five pick? But, like, you also don't want to just – just fuck it up. Like, I think there's a balance that you got to make. I don't know. Dude, listen. I,
0: I think it's the smart pick for the Kings. I really do. I wholeheartedly think that he's the right pick. And also, I just how much fun it's going to be to actually watch, the, like, the Detroit Pistons with Cade Cunningham and Jade Nivey and also Jalen Duran. Yeah, who is he? Oh, he's an absolute stud. Of a center out of Memphis. Love him. Mm. (laughs) I don't know if he projects to be a starting center in the NBA. It's going to kind of depend on how his sort of maturation goes. But dude's got a long-ass wingspan. He's an explosive athlete. Above the rim, rim rim-running shot blocker. I really thought the Hornets were going to draft him, and then they just decided to pull off some ridiculous trades with the Knicks. Following what the Knicks were trying to do on draft night was impossible. I was, I was losing my mind. I was trying to figure out where the picks went, where the players went, and I, it, it was impossible. You know, for the Pistons, I think the Pistons absolutely cr- – to end up with Jaden Ivy and Jalen Duren, just the two of them in general, I thought that was great. You know, not barring any other trades or anything like that. But like those two guys coming out, I think, you know, those are great players for them. And so I was, I was, I think that, that was a great move.
1: I respect um, the direction too. Like, get, like, they have Kid Cunningham, Cunningham. Obviously, he's a stud. I think him and Ivy make a great backcourt. Yep. And then like, it sounds like this center could at least be like a solid, like, young rotational, potentially starter piece. Absolutely. They have Sadiq Bey, obviously, who you hate. And, uh, <laughs> Like getting rid of Jeremy Grant? Like, why not?
0: C should have drafted Sadiq Bay over Aaron E. Smith. I will I will die on that hill. I was I remember I remember when they drafted, I remember when they were up at 14, and I think I texted you and I was like, C's are drafting Sadiq Bay.
1: But does Sadiq Bay make the two or maybe three blocks that Aaron E. Smith made this year that were outrageous? He had like uh, no, but he, but he
0: but he but makes but he makes at least one of the eight hundred three point misses that Aaron Smith had this season.
1: But what is what gets you more points, a block or a three? You didn't think about it that way.
0: A block. You're right. Yeah. Shit.
1: <laughs> you fucked <popped> it. <laughs> <out. laughs>
0: Damn, dude. I'm dude. I'm so stupid.
1: Yeah. So wait. Yeah. So Detroit crushed it. Yep. Do you have any other like teams that you really liked what they did?
0: I really like the Thunder to get both Jalen Williams's. I thought was great, and then I think a lot of people are low on Chet Holmgren because he's like seven feet seven, one he weighs like 195 pounds, under 200 pounds. I don't think that's necessarily an issue. If it was like 1990s, yeah, I think that's an issue. Um, because obviously, positional changes in the center/slash power forward, like you know, but he's not banging with. Kenyon Martin, he's not banging with Carlos Boozer. You know, this kid's gonna go up. He's gonna bring the ball up, go between the legs, just hit a pull-up three in your face. And so, yeah. you know, it's gonna be really funny. Him and Alexei Pokashevsky are they're basically they're essentially clones.
1: If Chet Carlson his hair, they're the same person.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really funny to see them together. So I like their draft, yeah. and I think I think Jabari Smith ended up on a good on a good great position in Houston. I have no problem with Paolo Bancaro going number one overall. You just can't – you just don't find guys who are 6'10", 250, athletic, who can handle the rock, pull up, hit threes, have pretty good court vision. Yeah. And so uh, for the Magic, also, like, why not? Positional fit, I think Paolo Bancaro is great for that team, and I think that he's going to be really good. I hope he is. You know, I hope all of them are. You know, I, I really do. Um, two in particular were two undrafted free agents just want to shout them out uh colin gillespie uh doing your thing fees up for denver and then jermaine samuels get that fucking bread in indy baby let's go let's make these teams like let's make these fucking squads boys let's we get some
1: more, we get do some it more boys in the
0: league yeah man get some get some more villanova wildcats in there man they're smartest players in the league <laughs> so I wanted to talk. I wanted to talk to you about this whole Kevin Durant situation now because we've been yes. bouncing around in different topics, and I think this perfectly kind of sums up the bouncing around. This guy's name is David. I found a tweet. Everybody trade the whole roster for Kevin Durant, Paolo Vampiro for Kevin Durant, Cade Cunningham, Kevin Durant. Cook up all these fantasy trades.
1: I'm down. <laughs> Money that's, exa-
0: that's exactly what's happening to this podcast what he what, what david just said is where we're at we, we're yeah. making we're making no fucking sense we're just bouncing around but that's obviously the theme of tonight's episode
1: hey we got so much to talk about we're trying to touch a little bit of everything just a tip we're just trying to touch. T-
0: we're things. just touching some tips and then my boy tyreek responds one comment just goes bro what the fuck <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of real that, that that's good
0: and I was like, dude, he's absolutely right. I was like, I can't even, I can't even follow it. I tried, and it, it broke, my, broke my mind. So Kevin Durant wants to leave.
1: Good for him, finally. Kyrie's an idiot. I really. It, it pisses me off that he's going to end up in a LA, as they're saying. He's going to be with LeBron. He's probably going to win one more ship. LeBron's going to get Bronny to join them in LA somehow. They're going to keep AD somehow. But, I mean, that's about, like, the Kyrie thing. And for KD, at least, like it, he, like, I'm just glad he stepped up and said, like, i'm getting the f out of here it just sucks because he's gonna wherever he goes is gonna be a unit
0: would you give would you give up Jalen brown for him
1: uh, i was gonna say like in terms of like what i would gi- i would but it it would i would give up Jalen brown but it has to depend on like what else we're giving up i guess like i would do like Jalen brown from kevin durant straight up sure i don't i don't like i would do that in a heartbeat i would attach like all our all our picks to that too i don't care I think the moment we're getting into like Jalen Brown, Robert Williams, Marcus Smart, and like four first-round picks, like do I do I want to give up everything we have to win in this short window? Because at that point, you might as well just give up Tatum if you're gonna like run the if you're just gonna trade away everybody. Whoa! What?
0: Juan Toscano-Anderson just signed with the Lakers. Oh shit! <laughs> bro- <laughs> <laughs> bro- bro- Yo, that's nuts.
1: Breaking news, baby. Holy. You heard it here first.
0: <laughs> holy shit. Funny Damn.
1: Like KD just got traded or some shit.
0: <laughs> this is bigger than that.
1: I know. But yeah, obviously like I'd trade Jalen Brown, but like what else are we going to give them? I had heard something where they were asking from the Suns, like they've started talks asking for Devin Booker. Plus, plus like more guys. Yeah. I, I mean, understand you understand where you start, but like, Devin Booker plus is insane.
0: I mean, uh, you only say it because of his age, right? If they were the same age, if it was Devin Booker plus, or if Kevin Durant was three years younger, right? If Kevin Durant was 30 years old, Devin Booker plus is exactly what the price you have to pay to get Kevin Durant.
1: Devin Booker plus what though? Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and Michelle Bridges?
0: Yeah, Chad. So, yeah. So, yeah, exactly that. Give them, yeah, all their top prospects in every, yeah, that's exactly what you do. No, dipshit. I don't know. Like Devin Booker, Cam Johnson, like two and three firsts, two, three firsts.
1: But at that point, if you're Phoenix, why don't you just do that now?
0: Uh, Because you have. Chris Paul's windows closing. That's fine. But I think you've, but I think at that point, if you don't do it, it essentially tells you that you value Devin Booker over Chris Paul. Devin Booker was a legit MVP candidate this year, and the dude's 26 years old.
1: That. I don't agree with that. He, he was not even the best player on the, on his team at this point. I, again, I watched about 10 minutes of him in the Western Conference semifinals, and I'm going to make my informed decision. I watched, a couple, like, I don't know. I just, I just feel like he, he had an amazing season, but Chris Paul was the engine.
0: That for you to say that was pretty stupid. I mean, did, did you literally. I think he finished top five in MVP voting. I want to see he finished number four. Freed is free to just completely discount him as an MVP candidate it is absolutely asinine. It's ridiculous.
1: Did it. Whatever. Discount.
0: You better double check it, dude. <laughs> Phoenix and Miami are his two favorite places to go. First reports were Devin Booker is inclu- must be included in the trade package and Bam Adebayo also must be included in the trade package. Devin Booker if I'm the Phoenix Suns is off limits for me it's kind of like the whole Mikhail Bridges thing. Like I also think, I also think Mikhail Bridges is off limits in a Kevin Durant trade. Why are you trading 25, 26 year old wings? Like who are about to go and who are about to be in their prime for the next like six to eight years. When you already have a will, like winning team with them currently, they need like marginal players to get better, to sacrifice, to gut your whole team to get one player. And so you know, when you're the Heat, like, do, the way that Bam played in the playoffs this year, I could see the souring towards him, but there's no doubt about this dude's uber talented. And would I part ways with him? Yes, because I think it's easier to replace a center, even though he's incredibly skilled, but it's easier to replace a center than it would be a legitimate MVP caliber wing. You know,
1: like, yeah, I mean,
0: the Suns, I, the Suns win with Bismack Biombo.
1: That's going to be a starter. I feel like you're looking at like Bam and Tyler Hero, which
0: would be one hell of a return.
1: That'd be a really good return. I mean, then they got Ben Simmons, who obviously is nasty. So,
0: well, so I think the problem, though, is that they would also need to trade Ben Simmons if that were to happen, because you're not allowed to have two max rookie contracts. If the player gets traded to your team,
1: are you fucking with me?
0: No, no, no. So like in the NBA, if you have a rookie who signs like a five-year max extension, if you have someone else on the team who also signs like a rookie max level extension, that's fine. But you can't trade for someone who like also is on that rookie level max extension while you currently have someone. So if you're the Nats, get him off the fucking team.
1: Yeah, release him. I, I, I would fucking release his ass.
0: Does he, does, he suit up, does he suit up this year? Does he, does he play?
1: He's such a non-factor to me now, I don't even give a shit. Like, I, even if he comes back, I just like, don't even know what he's going to give anybody.
0: Oh, dude, can I tell you what was um, the, my most uninspiring move of the offseason so far? Mm-hmm. The Portland Trailblazers holding on to the seventh overall pick and not punching it for anybody. and like maybe, But, like, the, the Jeremy Grant trade to me signaled we are about to fuck the West. I can't say how disappointed I am in the trail business for not following through with that.
1: I could disagree more. Based on what I hear, I I, I like what they're doing. I mean, like I don't think if you bring in an OG Ananobi, you're now a title contender. But if you're saying that Shaden Sharp has that talent, you have Anthony Simmons. Now you just signed him long term. They have most of their team is super young. Now you have Jeremy Grant and Dame, who's now. So you have like a little bit of like a little bit of both. Is that ideal? I mean, you don't want to be in the middle all the time, where you're like, you know, a fringe playoff team or a six seed and all that. But
0: well, here's but here's the problem in being that right, because now Shaden Sharp is going to get tossed into the. Well, he's going to have to try to compete for position, right? He's going to have to try to compete for minutes, and if he doesn't, then he doesn't play if he doesn't play, he doesn't necessarily get better, which I think is the whole Aaron Smith argument, right? You know why he's kind of stinks in the NBA? He's behind Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. He doesn't get any reps. So Shaden Sharp, yes, well, he could be great. That's fantastic. But you have Damian Lillard, who's, who's in, his, in his early 30s, early to mid-30s right now. And so, yeah, at some point, you do kind of have to figure, okay, well, we do need to punch this. And also, Shaden Sharp's not much of a defender. I wouldn't say Anthony Simons is much of a defender, but they're a great offensive talent. So say Shaden Sharp does reach his offensive potential, Damian Lillard retires, and they have Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp as their backcourt. What other offensive point guard, shooting guard combos have there been in the NBA that never made it anywhere? First one that comes to mind is in Washington with John Wall and Bradley Beal. And then the second one is Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum on the same fucking team that those two idiots are on. Why wouldn't you
1: make the push? I feel like you just, I don't, I don't even think anything you said convinced me, but then I was just thinking of their lineup, like Dame, Anthony, Simons, OG Ananobi, Jeremy Grant, Yusuf Nurkic, that's a pretty sick starting five.
0: <laughs> it's not an, it's not a scrub lineup.
1: That's, yeah, no, I think you sold me on that. What about, what about, um, Jonathan Murray now going to Atlanta?
0: I mean, initial reaction, I was pretty, uh, I was like annoyed because I kind of, I really wanted the Celtics to get him.
1: Yeah. Perfect. He would have been perfect.
0: I'm happy for the Hawks. Like, they finally have someone who can handle the ball who's not named Trey Young. They finally have someone who can defend the perimeter who's not DeAndre Hunter. For them, I think it's a really good move.
1: I see. What I love is the thought of, like, him playing more on ball and then getting Trey Young off ball. Because I think that when Steph is so dangerous is – I feel like any player takes a leap when they're so dangerous off ball and you're now putting more attention, like – Could Trey Young do that now? I mean, I think that has to be what they're thinking. I like it for both teams. I actually think they both won the trade. I feel for the Hawks, it's a win-now move, but it's also getting a young guy. And like, yes, do they have a very good young backcourt now? Yes.
0: Hashtag facts. (laughs)
1: Hashtag facts. For the Spurs, I actually fucking love this move for the Spurs. For the Spurs, I feel like this is like one of the first times where we've seen a team trade a young dude on an awesome contract for just a shitload of first-round picks and nothing. And they're saying like, I think it's just like an interesting thought where they're like, what are we gonna even get with if we kept Dejounte Murray? Could we going to get anything, you know, like, or could we get anybody else who's gonna help us win now? They were never gonna get something to win now with Dejounte Murray. Probably they had like make all these, like, their team's not built for that. So just fucking commit to the future. Get three unprotected picks. Like, I love that.
0: All right, then, Maddie, who's your daddy? Yeah, sir. Has got a little seggy, seggy for you. It's called the crane game, baby. The crane game, you know, when you roll up into that stuffy, sweaty, nerdy-ass arcade, and you see that crane game...
1: Yes, sir.
0: Chatty. Ooh. We got the crane game coming your way. We're going to ask you, Celtics mid-level exception, which stuffed animal are you grabbing? You take a peek into the window. You put your 25 cents in. We got Gary Harris, TJ Warren, Otto Porter Jr., Ricky Rubio, Danilo Gallinari. The crane has been activated. Who are we going for?
1: All right. So I'm imagining myself being like this little kid getting all amped up. You're, I'm ima- so you're,
0: you're, you're imagining your little.
1: <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> okay. Age. Age.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: The, yes. I'm, so I'm going back to like if I was like five years old and like my complete excitement is just taking over. I'm grabbing that fucking crane. All right. And I'm scooting oh, right boy. over to the point guard. Oh, boy. And then, turn right, going right at Danilo Gallinari, going right at Danilo Gallinari,
0: grabbing
1: my Italian dude, bringing him in, because you know I love him. That's young, excited, doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, Chad. Oh. And you're going to agree with this. Ricky Rubio is the answer. But I want Danilo Gallinari on this team so bad.
0: (laughs) If I walk up to that, and I take a peek in that window, and I look and I go, hmm, who do I want? I am stuck between two people. Who? The first one's Ricky Rubio.
1: I was gonna say you've been like sucking his dick for the past like five months, saying the Celtics need to get him.
0: They do. They need a pass-first point They I mean, need someone who can. <laughs> I mean, did you see in the fucking playoffs? No one can goddamn dribble the basketball. So it'd be great to have someone who could who could actually dribble. It's crazy. And the other guy. Okay. It's TJ Warren. I know he has an injury history.
1: It's Ricky Rubio.
0: I really like TJ Warren's fit on this team. And so if I am playing this crane game, I am going for TJ Warren. I am putting that 25 cents on there. I think he'd be an unbelievable fit. A two 240 pound forward who can play the four and the three, and maybe even some small ball five, I think is exactly what this team needs. And the dude can score. So if I have this crane, this $0.25 represents this $6.4 million mid-level exception. That's the motherfucker I'm grabbing.
1: But then let's think about it this way, because I I would love TJ Warren. He's a scorer off the bench. But let's think about this. The Celtics are going into this with like multiple cranes because they have the mid-level, the traded traded player exception that's worth like up to like 17 mil for Evan Fournier. And then they have another like traded exception that I don't... Yeah.
0: the uh, so, no, no, Bo Bo Cruz, baby, the one from Bo Cruz, also was as Bo- Juancho Hernan Gomez. Yeah, Bo Cruz. six million dollar trade exception, seven million dollar trade exception, and a seventeen million dollar trade exception.
1: Yeah, so like we we can bring in the that the, the,
0: Kelly much- Ubre Junior.
1: Sure, send it. But if you're getting him, then let's bring in Ricky Rubio. Ricky, I mean, that is- I'm saying, like if you're gonna bring in I'm Kelly fi- Ubre. We don't need TJ Warren at that point. Get me Ricky Rubio. Kelly Who,
0: do, who do you think that they bring in for the um, $17 million trade exception?
1: I don't know. Because now what happens with Danilo Gallinari that he was now traded? I don't know if the team's going to get rid of him. Like, no, they, could...
0: they, no, they, they already waived him. He's gone. He's a free agent.
1: Okay. So, like, I was going to say, his contract would have, like, fit in that. Now they're gonna get, they could get him for, like, their mid-level exception or whatever. They don't need the 17 mil. So I I, I don't know. I I honestly don't know what they're going to do with it. All I know is that they have two, three slots now that they can bring in super serviceable, veteran proven, like bench rotation talent that, you know, if they don't do the right moves, this would be a bad off season.
0: Well, folks, you heard it here first. They got two to three moves. Otherwise, this offseason sucks ass, according to one Chad Cohen.
1: You heard it. So it.
0: we're just going to monitor free agency, see how it goes. Um, and, you know, fingers crossed. Kelly Oubre Jr. makes his way to Boston. So does Ricky Rubio. So does TJ Warren. Jalen Smith might get in. I heard Kevin Durant's looking to take a vet man on his next team. He wants to waive the 200 million that he's owed over the next four years.
1: Bring him and, in. Uh,
0: we out, baby. So uh, we will uh, catch you guys later, and uh, thanks for listening. Peace. Ya.